the didgeridoo means it's time for the Australia News Desk. Here's two of the craziest guys we could find south of the equator. It's Steve Vischer and Grant McHaren from the Plain Crazy Down Under podcast. Dateline, January 12th, 2014. Well, g'day folks and welcome to the Australia Desk for episode number 282. I'm Steve Vischer and joining me as always in the studio is Grant McHaren. G'day mate. G'day, mate, but uh, I don't think you're Steve Vischer. I think you're Jonesy. Well, what about me? I'm Steve Vischer then, eh? No, you're ATC Ben. I'm Steve Vischer. No, you most definitely are not. Yes, I am. You're Kathy Mexted. No, you're Kathy No, Mexted. no, I'm not. No, I'm not. So, yes, as you can tell, folks, Steve Vischer is not here with us for the recording of the Australia Desk. He's actually off uh, the night before his uh, big operation. Uh, he goes under the uh, surgeon's control tomorrow where they uh, get to uh, trim up and fix up his knee. And in the meantime, to try and replace Steve, I thought, what better way to do it than to bring in three of the team? So I've got ATC Ben, Ben Jones and Kathy Mexted with me. G'day, gang. G'day, Graham. Hi. G'day. There's only one problem. With Steve not here, we have no idea what to do. <laughs> Just, How do we do an Ausdesk? We just keep talking. We've put together a bunch of stories, but I mean, you know, the first one, what is it? Qantas got downgraded by Moody's? Whoa, that's another one. That's the second downgrade they've had. But I mean, we haven't really heard too much about Qantas in the last week or so, have we? Well, no, because it's holidays for normal people. Well, Alan Joyce has certainly been quiet, but uh, there's been a couple of politicians saying they think the Qantas Sale Act should go. But Grant, they're flying the cast and crew of the Modern Family to Oz for a recording of an episode. What's Modern Family? Uh, it's an American TV show. Hmm. I has can. anyone here ever seen it? I can. Right. You ever watched it, Kathy? No. Ippy? No, I've watched it. You've watched it? I think it? it's quite a good show, but... Okay, moving back off American sitcoms into Australian news, and uh, we'll bring in Air New Zealand. And Air New Zealand A320 had an engine failure for climbing out of Melbourne, but uh, fortunately it decided not to land on the 700-metre runway out the back of Cathy's house. That's good, isn't it? Having walked good. down your runway, it could have been a quite interesting landing. Dodging the kangaroos. Totally. Oh, hey, come on, don't you, knock the kangaroos. You get a 320 in there once. <laughs> you can do anything with an aircraft once. Yes, We've got a great the, uh, photo of Grant with the was it Steve with the kangaroos on the runway. Yeah, they uh, they apparently had an engine failure. It was about 15 minutes into the flight, so they were well and truly past Kathy's place, and uh, yeah, had to turn around and come back to Melbourne, declared emergency, and I believe Air New Zealand's still trying to figure out what it was. Uh, Ippy, have you heard anything about it? Uh, no, I've had a few days off, so I don't know anything about this one. Uh, although the uh, article does mention that the engineers do know that it wasn't a fuel leak, uh, mm. they're still looking into the rest of it though. Of course, the media tried to say that it was a, a full-on landing, but that was just a reference to a Twitter comment. I do like the one comment that the New Zealand comedians that were on the flight actually came out and said, well, the pilot didn't say anything until we landed and then apologised for not explaining the emergency because he was busy. Fair call. Boeing 787-9 test aircraft are leaving New Zealand, going to Alice Springs, but apparently it's not hot enough. 48 degrees, not enough for them, apparently. How That's, hot do uh, they need it to be? I believe they were wanting over 50 degrees. Guys, do you have any info on this one? I have a, a friend who works in the Alice Tower, and I'd offered him 20 bucks if he could get it to delaminate. Uh, it's got to be pretty dang hot for the dang thing to uh, delaminate, doesn't it? Yeah, that, that, that would be um, yeah temperatures that are not uh, naturally available. What they're actually looking for is uh, they're going to do hot soak tests where the aircraft's environmental control system tries to cool the aircraft both on the ground and in flight after prolonged periods sitting on the ground in temperatures above 38 degrees Celsius. I believe they're still be getting above that, but uh, it's probably still not quite where they were really hoping, which was you know Death Valley kind of material. What do you reckon? I was going to say, I don't think it'd be 58 in Death Valley anytime soon, judging by what's been happening in the US. 
now's not the time, but maybe later in the year it's the normal Death Valley temperatures. Right Considering now, freezing valley. I, I did see uh, a photo of Rob Mark Snowblower that was about three feet under the snow. Yeah, well, he likes a good challenge, doesn't he? <laughs> Speaking of challenges, 77 Squadron, readying to take our classic Hornets. Yes, that's classic. That's what we call them here in Australia, not Legacy. Legacy is reserved for United Airlines and Antique Computer Systems. The RAF 77 Squadron Classic Hornets and the uh, two Squadron Wedgetail are getting ready to go to Nellis Air Force Base in Nevada for Exercise Red Flag 14-1. Yeah, they've been uh, very busy boys, actually, uh, working up just north of the airspace that I have, uh, Williamtown West restricted areas, and uh, they've been active day, night, all sorts of uh, conditions, so they've been practicing hard, and uh, we'll go over to Nevada and bring it to our American friends as always. Punching above our weight once again, you think? We don't have a fifth generation fighter to play with. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah, it should be a uh, great deployment for the uh, 250 RAF personnel which are uh, deploying with 77 Squadron uh, for the uh, eight classic Hornets. So okay, they've got so 30 personnel per aircraft, roughly. Well, yeah, but that's not a direct ratio because there's about 12 people on the back of the 737. There's going to be a, a, probably a couple of crews for the AWACS and a few crews for the aircraft and all the support guys and admin and PR and media and so on. It's, uh, I mean, let's face it, all four of us would really like to be going on that trip, wouldn't we? <laughs> oh, most definitely. I wouldn't say no. Speaking of saying no, a number of contenders got told no when it looks like Boeing and Tullus were selected for the Air 9000 Phase 7. That's the helicopter aircrew training system where Boeing Defence Australia have put forward the Eurocopter e C-135 as the helicopter platform and taking it away from Australian Aerospace, the ones who delivered the uh, Tiger and the MRH-90, you know, those other two Eurocopter aircraft that we have. Yeah, Grant, what I find interesting about it is they're uh, introducing a new aircraft to cover the training for four other aircraft. Is that sort of not counterproductive when they're trying to uh, reduce the amount of uh, different platforms they got in the ADF? Yeah, you'd think so, wouldn't you? But uh, apparently it's the the right platform for the task of taking uh, students who have already done their basic training with... I'm, pre I'm pretty sure that uh, the helicopter training works similarly to the fixed wing where a uh, commercial third party does the basic training and then they go on to do the advanced training with a twin turbine and so on. I guess it's just it seemed to be the best platform of choice for doing the training. I mean, you wouldn't really want to do the training in an MRH-90 or a, or a Romeo or a Chinook. So you want to get them worked up, ready to go from a basic helicopter into these uh, multi-turbine glass cockpit aircraft. Oh, I wouldn't really call the uh, Eurocopter 135 a basic helicopter. But hey, if I was in that situation, I'd be happy flying it. It's not basic at all, but it is a good transition from, from basic to advanced, I guess. And one would have to think, would this then result in the end of the Bell 429s, considering the EC-135 is a very popular EMS helicopter anyway? I would suspect so. The, uh, the powers and the Bell 429s were sort of an interim uh, stopgap helicopter that they put in to uh, keep everyone going and keep the aircrew up to speed before they uh, completed Air 9000 Phase 7. Well, folks, I guess that pretty much wraps it up for this Ausdesk. Thanks very much for uh, listening. We'll pass you back to the Airplane Geeks. But for now, I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm Steve Vischer. Well, it sounds like we're all Steve Vischer, so I think we'd better go away and try and figure ourselves out. And hopefully the real Steve will be back next week and uh, we can get back into having a normal Australia desk. Thanks, folks. Have a great time. And uh, meanwhile, hey, Ben, can you fire up the barbie? I think we need to get some uh, kangaroo cooking. Well, that's good. You taste great marinated. With a bit of eucalyptus across the top. Mm.